Hello there. This is Jim, the Keys Bartender. How are you today? If you're not familiar with the Keys Bartender podcast, it's a podcast about bartending life and Keys life. I'd like to say that because sometimes it's not always pertinent to Keys life, right? But I am a Keys Bartender, you know, intermittently now, but hopefully that'll change this week. I've been uh, I've been busy. It's been a busy week with the traveling and coming back and being Christmas. I guess it's for everyone. Everyone that it's busy. And you know when you're busy or you're doing anything at work when you get to be gets a little hectic and things can get to you, it's best not to. And someone shared with me it sounded like a simplistic view on life, a problem solving, let's call it. And this person was told by a mentor about that bothers you, this thing that bothers you and you talk about all the time. Well, what if it didn't bother you? What, how would you feel if it didn't bother you when that happened? It was simple. Yeah, when, if it didn't bother you. And it's not an easy thing to do, an on and off thing, but it, it does happen a lot, it's particularly in, well, almost in anything in life. But as it pertains to bartending, I uh, the reason I talk about this today is on a bartending group I belong to on Facebook. There was a share, and I'm not bitching about, well, you know, things that bother people bother people. But I have a tendency uh, to realize now not to commiserate with things that bother because it kind of feeds into that shit pot of uh, aggravation. And the one topic was, what is the drink you hate most making? And there was always things that you're like, whenever... Ever you're busy, things that kind of slow you down. When you have a person come up, uh, but in particular, when you have a person come up and they can't and it's busy and they don't know what they want and they're just going, ah, 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 yeah. Well, and they're a deer in the headlights. They've been waiting for a drink and then they don't know what they want or they're going to give one drink at a time. But this particular one about drinks they don't like, and usually a majority of bartenders, anything that involves a blender. Any frozen drink that become, uh, involves a blender. And for me, uh, where I was working last, it was it's, it's more of anything that involves cream drinks because cream drinks are the greatest contaminant of blender cups, shaker cups. And if you're not a like a well-tooled bar, meaning you don't have multiple tools and stuff like that, Yes, I, I said it again. It's a phrase that I use. Oh, gosh, I got to get rid of it. I got to learn to say it. I should get shot. I should have someone with uh, an electric, uh, well, I can't do it, I guess, with my defibrillator, but that would be kind of funny. You get shocked every time I said it. It's cream. It's a big contaminant. But if you have an extra cup, and that's what I mean, well-tooled or well-stocked bar, I'm not necessarily saying the ingredients. I'm saying the tools of the trade. You need two blender cups. You don't necessarily have to have two blenders, just two blender cups. So whenever you make anything with cream, 
or something with a strong taste, you put it into one blender cup and you don't have to stop immediately if you're, you're making something that you can't use the same cup. Uh, used to be things like the Miami Vice and Miami Vice is a strawberry daiquiri and a, uh, a pina colada and you, you, you know, they're laid on top of each other. Uh, but the cream drinks, I, the, my patented peanut butter martini gets ice cream, peanut butter. And I brought it in. I brought this on myself. And when I use that, it is a pain in the ass. When you can talk about contamination, the peanut butter gets stuck to the side, gets stuck to the blades and the, the cream itself, because you can't really blend anything. And, it, and if anybody has a peanut allergy, I mean, they shouldn't be drinking. If you have a peanut allergy, I would stay away from anything other than the simplest drinks because of the peanut butter, liquor, and you never know what you're going to get. You should stick to some. If you're an allergic person, you, you're pretty much at the whim of, a, it, of, of the elements. The people with multiple allergies, gosh, you should just bring drink. Uh, from the can or a bottle, drink directly from like bottled beer, cans of White Claw, and things like that. It'll give you the little airport bottle. Here's a can of club soda and airport bottle. And it's not a given either because, you know, that, uh, you know, processing plants. So it's getting back to the story. Here I am getting off the sidetrack. So people are talking about how they don't like frozen drinks and my thing with the cream and stuff like that. Uh, oh, I almost said it again. My penchant for not liking cream drinks because you immediately have to stop and clean it if you're going to make another drink using either a blending cup or a shaker. Uh, you can solve the problem by just keeping one cup dedicated to cream. I'm not saying you're not going to clean it. Clean it. It's just that you don't have to be that thorough. When you're real busy, a lot of times you're just going to rinse and toss it out because you just... You don't have the time to do it. You just don't want to make a, let's say, old-fashioned or something that has somewhat uh, clear cream just makes a drink cloudy. And that is not appetizing. But what these people talk about is the blender's broken. A lot of bartenders say they don't want to work with a blender. It slows them down. They just want to make seven and sevens, rock drinks, uh, single liquor drinks. But when you're in your groove, it really doesn't matter. You just go and make your drinks. And really, I haven't done it. I haven't done the retail bartending. I've been doing a lot of catering bartending. I've done the retail bartending in a while. We have all these specialty drinks. So, but when you get into the groove, so... Uh, a Manhattan or an old-fashioned uh, frozen drink, mojito. It, it takes you a bit longer, but not necessarily a lot longer if you have all your things, if one of the things you featured. Whenever you have to stop and walk over to another place and get, let's say, someone somebody wanted something with a banana in it, and you have to stop and go in the kitchen and see if they have any bananas. The, the blend it up or mash it up or make it into a, a you know, a, a banana mojito, whatever, whatever gross thing you're making. 
I'm not saying it's gross. It's a shame. Don't I don't want to shame you people for that. But if you spend a lot of time thinking about the drinks you don't want to make, it, it could be a self um, fulfilling, a self fulfilling uh, prophecy saying I don't like this and this irritates me. I'm going to pause for right now. I have a customer coming in for my notary stuff. I'll be right back. Yes, Sam, we're back. So, yeah, that was a notary signing there. And I remember exactly where it let off. We're talking about when something bugs you, it'll bug you even more when you focus on it. And getting to the root of it, why does it bug you? Does it, does it slow down your flow of making drinks? And as I expressed earlier, if you really want to make it easy, you only have one blender, get an extra blender cup. With Amazon, you can purchase anything you want. You know, you can get that a blender cup and you don't have to have two blenders. You just change your cup out. This, some people like to have, I don't think having two blenders going is necessarily the best thing. You just have it, you mix it up. You can't, I mean, unless you're really good, I, I don't see you pouring two into two blenders simultaneously and doing that. And the same thing goes for shakers, for creams and things like that. If you're doing, oh God. So with old fashions, if you have to get the garnish for the orange and you have to do the peel with, I, I started doing that. I got, a, I got a tool for taking the rind off. So you just get the peel and very little of, I think the technical term is pith you know, between the fruit itself and, and the peel, getting that white pith out of it. And you just peel a little more off if you think you're going to get a couple of it. And if you're going to get a lot more, maybe the next time you make one, peel enough off for like six. Or if you're always making old fashions, maybe you should have that. But the, uh, you know, you got to be careful how much you, you prep, right? You could cut 10 pounds of limes, but in in two days, those limes are going to be dried out. So there's only so much really you can do to be prepared because you never know on the nuances. And the nice thing about this time of year, especially down here, we do get some frozen drinks. People do like uh, frozen drinks because it's not seriously cold down here. Our cold is, is your spring in most other parts of the United States. Today it's what's it, 72, 73 degrees. We got our windows open. One of those dream days where it's nice, it's not chilly, got the air going. I was feeling a bit sick. So that really helps. I know I'm getting sidetracked again. It's so sickening. But I think the best thing to get back to the job and and that comment line on Facebook where the the subject line of what drink and did, does it really bother you making the less things that bother you the better it is and things bother me all the time I'm not immune to it at not having someone ready for their uh, order not having someone uh, giving you one drink at a time asking you lots of questions when you clearly see you busy and I've had people say, listen, I want some time. They, they don't take an account and I understand that they, they want what they want when they want it. Some people, other people are a little more flexible. They're working the other side of being bothered, meaning they're getting ready to be bothered. 
But at work, why would you want to work under that onus, that burden of feeling that way? The less unfettered you are to bad feelings, the better it is. Unless you're one of those few people that are fueled by that. You're fueled by negative feelings, and that's what makes you, keeps you going. That's... That's a different type of existence. I can't, I wasn't going to call it, I almost called it a tough existence, but if that makes you, that uh, it's a satisfying, satisfying way of living your life and working. I'm not going to tell you how to live, but if you do try to do that thing where you can reduce the amount of bother that you have, the that auto, uh, you know, the auto trigger that comes on that makes you pissed off. And I know it. I'm as, as as pissy a person as anybody else. I'm aware of it. I don't want to do it. Now, it's, you just got to sit back and almost any time you have to think about it, whether you're a medical professional, an accountant, a bus driver, a police officer, you, there's always something that the people you deal with that could trigger a negative response. And that really isn't that negative, but your response is powerful. It's powerful that way. I used to, and at the restaurant, I used to have get really triggered by people pointing to the signs we had. We have these somewhat cheesy signs that people loved. And it was a simplistic saying. It's a picture of a pirate painted on a, kind of a, a plank. And it's a pirate with a parakeet. And it says, I'd rather be down here drinking than freezing my ass off up north. And people go, that's hilarious. And I go, oh, really? I, and I would, it would just irritate me to no end. I said, boy, you really have a high level humor, a high level sense of humor, if that gets you. And then I realized if that gives them joy, why should that bother me? Because I, there's plenty of, uh, I'm going to call myself, I, I, I don't like using the word stupid things that make me happy. There's other things that people that happen that are pretty stupid, but it makes me happy. I'm not talking about people being stupid, about an act, a stupid act that makes me happy. So I'm trying to put the emphasis, uh, take the emphasis away from, hey, I don't want to make that drink, to, yeah, that doesn't bother me. And it doesn't bother me when they say, say those things. That's why I need a little break. That's why I left my job because I was getting a little pissy. I needed to throw uh, an interruption into my existence. And that inter- interruption was leaving the job I had and and rethinking what I wanted to do and I really do lo- I really do enjoy bartending. I just need to take a different view of it and t- step back and say, this is what I want to do. And I'll do it. And I'll be doing things differently this time, trying to 
Well, working at a different place, you do things differently. You have a different POS system, interacting with different people, and those people are no better or no worse than those other people. I went to a party last night with my former co-workers. The owner invited me there. I have a great time with those people. Wonderful time. They're lovely people. I love working at that place. It was me. The problem was me, just like in my relationship. Now, I'm not saying I'm problematic. My thinking was problematic. My thinking was problematic. And just like I was when I was married, my, my first wife together, our chemistry wasn't great. Maybe for the where, where I was in my head, I'll give myself the uh, negative, I don't want to say the bad, the, the deficit of the doubt. And I worked to improve myself to do that. And I knew I'd do that. I do that with my current wife. I have to be, I have to be more positive, not to be uh, triggered by things. And it, you know what? She really works with me on that. She really does. I'm going to pause right now, and I'll be back. So, to segue into this, then this is Jim the Keys bartender coming back, working on things that. Yep bother you, like traffic, uh, th 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 which is, is a perfect segue for it, uh, in your relationship, the day, the way your day goes, the way perhaps like when I get up in the morning, I, I make a cup of I try to make coffee. <laughs> I try to make, I always do it. I can make coffee when I say try to make coffee. But every like one in 500 times. I'll spill the grounds around or do something, uh, make a mistake and or drop something or break something once every two years. Maybe one time I even broke the, the uh, coffee pot. And that could really set, that could really bother you. And you just, I have instant coffee. So if that were to happen, all I have to do is clean it up and go on. But the, the trick is for me is to try to not, follow something that is uh, a chink in the armor, a monkey in the wrench, a wrench in the system, let's say, falling in the system, just throwing off my thinking, my day, you know, my processes. And it could be anything that do that. If we're not ready, sometimes when you're feeling good, really good, you can get by having some things happen, stepping in a pile of dog shit may not ruin your day, right? But if you're not mentally prepared for it, stepping in a dog shit, that just set the tone for the whole day. Or yesterday, my favorite football team lost by a lot. And they were considered to be one of the best teams in the NFL. And they looked like... They look like one of the worst teams yesterday. I could let that affect me. Bother? Why would that? Why would something someone else does that's loosely associated with me? And the only association that they have, this particular football team, is that I'm a fan of it. And that's my, all me. It has nothing to do with them. They're not connected to me other than being from the t my hometown. But... There's no way, shape, or form that they know that I'm a fan or play with any uh, uh, reflection that 
how it would affect my day. So why should I let their performance affect how I feel? That's one of the things that bother you. Now, I do realize there are things when you're in a close relationship with someone and they're not doing well, that can affect you. That's So if we can get rid of the, the small things in life, don't sweat, not sweating the small stuff. And there were books written about that. Not being bothered. It reduces the amount of aggravation. It smooths out the road. I'm using a lot of uh, metaphors right now. But smoothing out the road, taking away the thing, making mountains out of molehills, there's another metaphor, is a recipe for disaster. When you already, whenever I have, I, 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 I feel, I feel as if I'm able to, when I have big things going on and concerned about, a lot of times I will ignore that small stuff. And that's that's progress. But a lot of times when you're just, everything is going just okay. When everything's going just okay, when, when I wake up in the morning and everything's just okay, it's pretty much a decision whether I'm going to be feeling great today or not feeling so hot. And it only takes a couple things to bother you. Traffic. I, I'm looking for jobs now where uh, we're going into season here in uh, just a two weeks. It's going to be the busiest time, but then it's going to probably pretty much continue uh, for the next five months, four and a half, five months, which is great. You make lots of money when you need it and things like uh, being able to you know, produce income but the traffic we have to put up with a lot of traffic so it takes a, a while to go certain places down here and especially the jobs I'm looking for at the more uh, premium tourist destinations the resorts they're south of me and the further south you go about 20 miles south is the most exclusive ones but it also comes with premium prices for drinks, and then you make more money. And I used to say that one of the benefits of the job I had is it was right around the corner, but it was a family restaurant. So there's a certain baseline for the prices that they charge. So the higher the price is for the drinks, it's usually reflected in your tips. And I said, well, I'm going to be driving a little for it. It could take upwards of an hour instead of three, four minutes. And uh, that's an hour one way on the busiest times. There's usually a part of the day that is not so bad. It's only a half hour. Well, how can I, how can I reduce that? How can I make that more palatable? For me, is I listen to uh, podcasts, history things. I listen to music. Uh, things I should be doing instead of uh, time wasters, like uh, watching television, mindless television. There's not all, it's not all mindless television. There's, there's educational television. There's entertaining, high level entertaining television. Entertainment, don't short sell what entertainment does for the soul. Comedy gives you uplifting and stuff like that. A little pathos gives you some empathy into other people. 
So I'm not saying all television is bad, but sometimes I've been mindlessly watching it. The news, the news, I can get all my news. If you stay up to date, I can pretty much, unless it's a new story coming out, I pretty much, at most five minutes, gives me the news for that day. That's all I need. Instead of like an hour to go in depth and telling me someone else's perspective on something that happened. If you give me the facts, I usually have enough like knowledge of the background of the issue to come up with my own analysis. I know it sounds pretty cocky, doesn't it? But hey, that's what I do. And sometimes that if I want to go in depth, if I'm stuck on the uh, thing, I can go and listen to a uh, a podcast that goes into deeper analysis on subjects. So that's the part of the thing where I'm taking the bother out, the bother of traffic, being stuck somewhere. And there's things you can't control. And one of my, uh, in the group I belong to and the, and the program I belong to, I'm not supposed to talk about it. They say, you know, but I'm not mentioning it. And it's a front and a phone book. But they have something called the Serenity Prayer. And they talk about, um, oh, God, you know what? I'm getting a little bit fun. God, help me. Um, oh, my. This is me not remembering something. I, I should remember this right now, but I, I just got this brain fog going on. Uh, oh, God, this is so embarrassing. No, it's not embarrassing. What are you going to do? It's just the way it is. It's just the way I am now. But uh, let's see how I do it. God, help me do the things that I can control. Give me, uh, God, give me the strength. No, give me the thing to accept. Give me the uh, grace to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And it's not grace. God, give me, um, oh my gosh. I've been going to this uh, this group for over 12 years, but you know, out of context, I couldn't, I couldn't remember, but the gist of it is knowing the difference between the things you can control and the things you can't control and being able to know the difference and the work on the things you can control. And part of the things I can control is my attitude, how I can feel about something. And it's so, it's, it's sometimes it's very difficult to control something that's very visceral, uh, that hits you very deep, like emotional, aggression, hate, uh, you know, disquality, you know, unequality or something. It, it just, it just happens that way that we, we have feelings for things that are much deeper than other things. You can examine them. You can think about them. Say, why does this bother me? Why, why do I feel this way? Why do I have to feel this way? Is it productive for me to feel this way? It might be productive of you to feel some way about impending violence. If someone's going to be attacking you, it may aid you at becoming angry when someone is about to attack you or become frightened because then you know how to flee. Yeah. You know, I don't, I, I'm one of these believers that you shouldn't always, you shouldn't always flee, right? 
it depending on the situation. It's like that situation, <laughs> it's going to be the worst one to come up with. But if you go into prison, you don't want to just run away from everything all the time unless that's what's going to be your tactic because you can have a very rough time. You can have a rough time either way. Sometimes they always say to be a little, and you shouldn't be, uh, you know, planning on going to prison or doing the behaviors that go to prison. But sometimes uh, we do things and get caught doing things that aren't the smartest thing. And then you get wisdom later, right? You get wisdom later. If you're under someone like me who had uh, substance abuse issues, you may do something when you're under this uh, influence of. Uh, of a substance and you have to end up going there it doesn't make it does not make you a horrible person but how you react to things how you react to things can make you give you the give people the impression that you're a horrible person there's a difference you know and there's and if you think about something you can be i mean i imagine there is a way to be a horrible person but you're not that person God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and the courage to change the things I can. That's a serenity prayer. Gosh, this is, I swear to God, folks, I, I forget things and then they come right back to me. It's like brain cloud. And I remember things from um, uh, years ago. Years ago, things will come back to me. I'll remember how I felt about an event and I'll remember facts, but there's things that should be right on the tip of my tongue. And I don't remember. And I'm, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to go right there, Jim, you're getting older. Because my theory on this is you learn, the more you keep on cramming experience and knowledge into your head, it pushes some things further back. You know, you have to be more similar to a computer where you have uh, things you have to have right at the front, like a computer. It, it knows uh, it, it will perform math equations quickly, but certain information is embedded deeper and you have to go and find it and it's not readily available. And we make the decision, oh, I have to remember this phone number. I don't have to remember that phone number. And people with that perform these amazing strengths like and i think this will this is illustrative of my point i could be bothered by my lapses in memory but i get recall my recall comes up and just pops up out of nowhere. I'm just sitting there and saying, I can't remember this. I can't remember this. I can't remember it. And all of a sudden it comes back. It could be a character from history, a movie. I, for some reason, that's the way I relate things. I put information in the context. And I, I, I was worried about it about a year ago. You may have heard, heard a change. Maybe I was always that way. Maybe I was always this way. But I could have chose to be bothered by that awareness. And I choose not to be. I said, this is the way I am now. And I can use it for effect. Is this really what, it's really the thing that's it's actually happening. 
I'm talking to somebody who says, I can't remember. I'll remember. And then I'll just shout it out. Oh, this is it. This is the thing. And it does make my life feel a lot better. It really does. And I recall those things as a bartender. There's some drinks. I don't remember all my drinks. I don't remember. There's drinks I haven't made in years and stuff. And once I come back, if, if no one orders one in a while, there's no reason for me to keep it in the forefront. You know, uh, recently, I a lot of old fashions, a lot of mojitos, a lot of tropical drinks and things. I have that. I have that. But then there's drinks that I used to do that maybe more old, older school drinks that I don't have to look up. And that's all right. I don't need to know everything. I don't need to be bothered by everything. And that was a little piece of knowledge from somebody who was kind of a newbie in in the program I in. And they just uh, brought it up and said, it sounds kind of stupid. And I said, no, you know what? Sometimes the simplest ideas are the best ones to keep in your forefront. Does this need to bother me? No, it doesn't. Well, this is Jim the Keys bartender. I hope you have a great day. I'll be back probably later on this week. And hopefully I'm going to be busy. I should be getting, I'm expecting phone calls now because I'm in the final process of my uh, onboarding on, on several, with several companies. So uh, I'm, I'm not going to bug them. I sent them a message that I finished the complete the, the balls in their court. And they were, I'm not saying they're exactly pursuing me, but who knows? Well, have a great day and hope everything's going well this season for you. And we'll talk more later.